Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. It's Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Paul Bonds are filling in for Kimbo. Still not well, still on on his sick bed. So get well soon, Kimbo. Hope you're... You're back very, very soon. I'm sure he will be. We're here live from Studio Lumo SA, and the run home is brought to you by Balfour's. The Balfour's in hand, and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game, and the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, they are in stock now. Now, I can't do this show alone. We've got to welcome the big man, Michelangelo Rucci. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka laka, shaka laka, shaka laka. Rooch. Welcome, Rooch. Oh, oh, I've run out of draft picks. <laughs> My salary cap is stretched. Host after host after host after host. I'm round four, I think. I'm around a late round four pick. Don't don't worry about that. Robbie Gray's in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, no, it's okay. James okay. Heard was in the seventies. Yeah, and I, so Sydney Stack right. was in the hundred fiftieth. I'll, I'll be somewhere in the middle. Don't, there, it doesn't matter when you come in. <laughs> the point is, you're here, and you might be here for some time. Well, I hope not. I hope, oh, hope Kimbo Kim's gets struggling. Through. He is struggling a bit, so we send our thoughts yes. to Kimbo. Um, and uh, look, uh, he'll be back soon, I'm sure. And you can be part of the show. You can call in on one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text oh four two seven one five four one double six. We got a big show tonight. Reach Matt Rendell's the list guru. He's going to be joining us. Chris Davies from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. We'll speak to him about uh, the mega trade. And mm. also... The Isaac mega Rankin. trade. Oh, Isaac, Isaac Rankin. Rankin. Isaac Rankin's going to be on the show, so stick around <laughs> for that later. Um, that was an interesting day yesterday, Paul. It was. We live in a town that has a clear divide, and I said a few weeks ago, it's not about bragging rights anymore. It's about trolling rights. It's unfortunate it's become about trolling, not about bragging. But one side of town, suddenly you just feel it rise. Isaac Rankin, the number three draft pick from 2018, one of the greatest talents identified by Brenton Phillips in the Sanford Junior ranks. Correct. Returns home. How good is this? Crows have landed the deal. It's done. Meanwhile, in their excitement, the Crows fans look across the road and say, you guys doing anything there at Alberton? And then, bang, it's Jason Horn francis in what, as you describe it, it's a mega deal. It's one that's then got, on top of that, a six-year contract for Jason Orr Francis, which leads to a bit of a debate. And I'm going to be intrigued as to just how it actually has landed today on one side of town to the other. Is it 
you can't troll each other when you've pretty well landed big fish the on each side been, of the boulevard. Yeah, the banter's been fantastic backwards oh, and forwards between the supporter groups. It's been great. It's been well, great who, reading. Who's got the better end of two great talents? Or is it the classic example of whereby it didn't matter who had second pick, you were going to land a generational player, someone who's going to make your team so much better, give your club, you know, what they call, you know, in other sports, that franchise player. So is it a win-win all around the place and bring on bring on season 2023 with great new hope for both Port Adelaide and Lacrosse? I think early days is definitely a win-win. I think both supporter groups are happy and should be happy. They've got two very, very good players. Uh, Jason Horn francis we've seen here yep. in Adelaide and what he's done in the final series a couple of seasons ago with South Adelaide. He was elite and everyone sort of got really excited after the way he played mm. in that final series. And obviously went number one pick, and uh, and Rankin's got enormous, enormous growth in front of him. Yes, but, well, both of them have, both have, they're both as we say, generational players who can be just your pin-up boys for a long, long time. They sell membership, they sell jumpers. They clearly are there to win games or be part of teams that win games. But they add so much more. So after all these years of watching great talent leave the state and doesn't return. There's been some interesting movements just recently. What about Adelaide? Yes. A year ago, they put three first-round draft picks on the table. They wanted Jason Horn francis They knew he was the player to pick at number one. Correct. Rochelle, Dawson, Rankin instead. They haven't lost. Yeah, so that that's the three picks that the Crows would have given up to get Jason Horn francis to North Melbourne or get the number one pick so yep. they could pick Jason Horn francis And, yeah, in return, three pretty good players – Dawson, Rochelle, and now Rankin with those picks. Yes, and we mustn't forget along the way they've also brought in Jackson Hately. So yeah, the South Australian gangs are emerging at, at Adelaide. They've got the rebuild step by step, pretty deliberate, pretty controlled in their thinking, we, rather than all rushed as some other teams have done and then fallen into holes and had to start all over again. Yes. No guarantees with any of this. But no. It's deliberate, strategic, but. Three players instead of one. You can see where Justin Reid's sitting back going, thank heavens North Melbourne said no. And what is North Melbourne thinking? Yeah, I think... They've pushed out two number ones in in a day. They've pushed off Jason Horn francis and they've pushed off their number one pick this year. Admittedly, they get the chance now to be picking two players in that early part of the draft, which they say is their strategy. But David King's been really strong, saying North Melbourne has been dudded, or rather dudded itself. Brady Interesting Ro- to debate on these things, isn't it? Yeah, Brady Rawlings came out and uh, well, he had a little bit to say about what he thought about letting Jason Horn francis go, basically. I, I think there's more than enough smoke to read that he was never going to stay there for a long time, wasn't ever going to be comfortable at North Melbourne because not only of issues at North Melbourne, it's a long stretch to do the comparison, but it's the only one I can give you in the sense of trying to understand real-life issues mm. for footballers. It's Dustin Martin. Like Dustin Martin's had to go through a lot, hasn't he? It's Absolutely. Not just footy. Absolutely. Now, Jason Horn francis clearly has the same strong bond with his family and wants to be with them. So, yeah, challenging. Very, very challenging. So, in the end, I, I can understand where North Melbourne is saying, we're not going to win this battle. Let's have a listen to what Brady Rawlings had to say. 
that that we would look at a trade for Jason. Um, Port Adelaide's currency was was a future one and, and pick eight. Uh, we looked at um, our hand in totality, and one and eight was probably not the ideal hand for us going into this year's draft. Um, all decisions we make are based on how we rate players in this draft, and, mm. and all year we've had three players at the top uh, that we haven't been able to split pretty much all year. Um, so we need to get another club involved so we can get our hands on two of those players of our top three. And West Coast had the two, and uh, it helped them go back to eight and 12, and, and that's the only reason why they'd uh, let Junior go. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's why the, why the trade got, got quite large with, with multiple clubs. Um, we were really keen to have two picks inside three, uh, and we feel like we'll get the two same players we'd get if we had one and two. So North Melbourne clearly understanding there was more to gain than lose. Yeah, it, it sounds they would they would come out and say that anyway, something similar to that. But that was yeah. fairly comprehensive. That was fairly you know we're we're okay with the decision. Yeah, because we weren't going to win with Jason Hall Francis. But Correct. we think we can get two young players in and start all over again, hopefully with Alistair Clarkson, while that other issue drags on. Jason Horn francis returns home, and he's been pretty clear on why he needs to be home. I, I wanted to um, make sure that I was in a stable environment, um, you know, coming into this year. And, and I think um, a lot of people know it, it, it might be another unstable, unstable year um, at, at, at North. So um, we just thought um, coming back home to a, to a great club like Port Adelaide would be, would be best for me. So he is at Port Adelaide with a six-year deal. That's taking in the one year that was still yes. there on his standard first-round draftee contract at North Melbourne and adding on five. be interesting how people want to debate that one. It's always... So we're interesting long-term contracts, as we know from our own Kane Corns, who's not a fan of them. He's a fan of this one, though. Uh, he said this morning he was yeah, a fan yeah. of this one. Interesting, though. <laughs> Is it because it's his club? I'm not sure. You'll have to ask him. I'm not going into that. We do have a text from Tom. Uh, he's saying that Crow supporters are more angry about Port getting Jason Horn francis than they are happy that they got Rankin. Steve from Lilydale is beside himself with anger. Oh, Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah, the trolling games of South Australian footy. Good fun. Question of, uh, we, we know why Isaac Rankin chose Adelaide. He, West Adelaide boy, grew up barracking for the Crows. It's just the perfect fit in the sense that he gets to live his dream at his football club like Patrick Dangerfield does at Geelong. Jason Horn francis has connections through Fabian, his stepfather as. Of course. At Port Adelaide, but this is his explanation of why he chose Port Adelaide and only Port Adelaide? Uh, look, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big family person and um, I love my family and um, I just feel like um, having my family and friends around me, it's going to um, create that environment that I can play my best footy and um, you know, that's, what, that's where I want to get to, be the, be the best player I can be and um, I think coming to um, a club like Port Adelaide and having my family and friends around me is really going to help me, so yeah. So there we are. We have two wonderful young talents back in South Australian clubs. Bring on, bring on the next ten years, I, and then let's re reconvene and see where this one lands. Can't just cannot wait. I know the season's just finished, but 
the excitement around this town at the moment. Mm. It's going to build and build and build until round one okay. this year and the showdown. We are into the last. Let's do the maths here, Paul. It finishes at 7 p.m. our time tomorrow, this trade period. So we've got 27 hours and what, 15 minutes? Just a bit to go through, including our good friend Josh Dunkley. There is. Still Maybe has not landed at Brisbane. But Brody Grundy has moved from Collingwood to Melbourne. Tick. Jack Bowes has gone from Gold Coast with the number seven draft pick to Geelong for, you ready for this? A future third. Now, How? that has to be the crime of the century, doesn't How? it? How? And it, even it the sounds like the century. steal of the century, yes. Now, we know that the AFL is turning, let's use the term, blind eye to salary cap dumping, saying that that now has to be factored in. If a club is absorbing a huge contract, that means they don't have to send out an equivalent draft pick or value of a draft pick. Yes. Future third for pick seven and Jack Bowes is just ridiculous. Agreed. That is, that's like you look at that and you go, if, if Sydney was hit, with a two-year ban for getting Buddy Franklin as a free agent, you'd almost want to hit Geelong with a 10-year ban for just making a mockery of this trade period and everyone else, if you get my drift. Not a bad idea. What do you think, Cats fans? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think they'd agree. No. Hey, before you get into any more, we'll take a break and uh, we'll come back. You can be part of the show, one 736 736 Give us a call or text in on 0427-154-166. It's The Run Home with Kimbo on the Rich. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Welcome back to The Run Home, Kimbo and The Reach. Paul Bonds are filling in for Kimbo. Uh, so it's Bonds and The Reach today. We're here for The Run Home. It's brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Roach, you're going through the trades that have happened today. I'll Just repeating, into it. Yeah. Brody Grundy has moved from Collingwood to Melbourne. Jack Bowes has gone from Gold Coast to Geelong in one of the most amazing deals ever. Two players with a South Australian connection, even though neither of them is a South Australian. Jack Gunston, who started at Adelaide, went to Hawthorne, is now at Brisbane. Billy Frampton, the West Australian, who grew up as a Crow supporter, went to Port Adelaide, then to Adelaide, is now at Collingwood. Now, this is quite a move by Adelaide. If you buy a used car and sell it for more than you originally bought it, <laughs> you have done well, haven't you? You've done extremely well. So Adelaide bought this used car, so to speak, for a future fourth round pick. They gave that up to Port Adelaide. They're getting back from Collingwood a future third. They've advanced themselves, what, three years later? They've traded up. They sold a used car for more than they bought it. Well done. What model was this car? Is it? Oh, Billy's a model of its own description. <laughs> a Frampton. A Frampton. And he'll go to Collingwood to be used apparently as a defender and we shall watch with interest because we've all spoken about the potential that Billy Frampton has, would it ever unfold? Well, now it has to unfold in black and white. And there's one late one? Yes, Hopper does go to Richmond from GWS. So Richmond give up a future first and 31 in this year's draft and they get back those wonderful late picks that no one ever understands until they emerge somewhere else. That's it. As a deal somewhere else. We've got so a caller on the line. for a few others to drop. 
We are, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh. Annie uh, is from Adelaide. She wants to talk about Jason Horn Francis. Oh, hello, Rach. Hello, Annie. You'd be <laughs> excited, wouldn't you? Oh, I'm over the moon. So there's just a couple of things I want to say. Um, Jason Cripps, what an, oh, and CD, obviously, um, he has something to do with it, but what an absolute master stroke, and he's a goddamn genius. Well, to do like, it, Annie, without what? losing a player is extraordinary. But so for both, exactly for both Adelaide was... and Port to this year land big, big trades and not concede a player in those trades is just phenomenal. Now, look, it is becoming more and more complicated, this trade stuff, with all these future picks and so forth. It's not like originally when it was, well, I'll trade your player X for player Y, and look, if we're short, we'll give you a draft pick, you know, in the current draft. But I... Oh, it was just, yeah, just just absolutely amazing. Do we we send a thank you card to Greater Western Sydney? Oh... I'll send them a bottle of wine if I have to. Good <laughs> <laughs> mind, Annie. And the second thing I want to say is I am just so, so happy for my beautiful boy, Billy Frampton. Um, I actually had breakfast with him on Sunday morning and he was getting a bit, you know, because it's obviously taken a bit of time, but things obviously hinged on Grundy and, you know, like all the trades. And I could not be more happy for him. I absolutely adore him. And it's just going to be so much easier for me to barrack for him in black and white than the fruit tingle oh, colours. I'm surprised he would have been concerned, Annie, because even if he didn't go through as a trade, Collingwood would have picked him up as a delisted player. Oh, yeah. I think it's the unknown route. Yeah. Like, waiting? You know, the waiting game? Got, yeah, the waiting. And they've just got to, you know, like, there's so much that goes on with it, you know, like finding a place to live, you know, yeah. just all of that sort of stuff. But he'll be at ease now, and I couldn't be more proud of him. So on that front, Annie, how do you feel then for young Caleb Poulter, the local boy who came out of the Eagles Great yes. Academy there? He's there at Collingwood, uh, hasn't got a contract, no one wants to trade for him, and he has to wait to see yeah. what Collingwood does with their list to see where his AFL future is at. So. Yeah, you're yeah, right. There are some t- players who do do it tough at this time of the year. Uh, it's yeah, it it's awful, um, but it's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Well, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, unless you I'm can just, do a super deal like rat- Geelong does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they could surely with all those picks, they could just give us a Sava Radigalea. That was, you know. I don't think they just going to hand him over, but I think 33 <laughs> will do it, Annie. Yeah, 33. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, Roach. Thank you, Cole, Annie. Really appreciate it. So, Annie there, because uh, she's a passionate poor supporter, be giving some love to Billy Frampton, which is nice. Yeah, well, third club. Yeah. He's had oh. a long apprenticeship. So, yeah, let's hope it does turn out for him because a lot of people have seen that he does have a talent. Now, it's, you know, it's not an issue about the penny dropping. It's just about getting some consistency in his footy. Correct. Ben from Martin's text in. Good afternoon, fellas. This Geelong Gold Coast trade has really annoyed me. <laughs> Thought it might get to someone. <laughs> Through poor oh. fiscal management, Gold Coast have handled Geelong a quality player and picked seven for nothing. Yeah. Gold Coast have also bolstered Richmond's side uh, with, a, with one slide trader. 
surely the clubs that are inept, such as Gold Coast, clearly shouldn't have heavy AFL manager manager. Sorry, they should have AFL manager manage helped. Managerial well, see, this is where help. the AFL help actually begins to then create a new problem. It's you solve one problem to create a new one. If you keep loading up, as Gold Coast points up, with first round draft picks, you're going to have to pay them, and then you get squeezed because you've got too much of your salary cap yep. at the top end. So you have to move them on. Now, some people say, like Greater Western Sydney, if you move them on at the right time, you just keep regenerating first rounders and you keep the best of them and you keep moving on the others. Now, well, this is the art of list management and salary cap management which is more critical. But I look, I understand Gold Coast point. You reach a point whereby you pay big money to keep your first rounders. Then you've got to unload some of them. That's right. But a player, pick number seven for a future third. It, it you, seems like if, if you'd said you'd that before we started. To be, go into yes. a post office <laughs> and finding wanted on the top 10 list, Stephen Wells, Andrew Mackey and the Geelong Football Club. This is one of the steals of all time, but perfectly allowed. Ticked off by the AFL, agreed to by Gold Coast. Well done, Geelong, again. Yes. Dave from 7-4 text in. Well done to the Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide Footy Club. Great trading, but don't forget Kenny as well. A lot come here to be coached by him. Yep, that's a good point. Even, good though, even point. though some people Dave don't want Sample. to acknowledge it. Do they? No, some don't. And I, I think we both agree he's a fantastic coach. And, and part of the reason that Jason Horn Francis is here is because of Ken. That was No said, question. Said today. So he's had his influence. And anyone who looks at his track record with developing young players and making them better... You can understand if you're a young draftee why you do want to be in Ken Inkley's group. Question without notice. Does Jason Horn Francis take over Robbie Gray's number nine? Yeah, that's an interesting question, that one, isn't it? Because you can see where there's a family link to it. Um, it's a pretty special number at Port now. It is, correct. A very, very special number. Yeah, Robbie never answered that question, did he, about where he wanted to leave that number and who should have it? That's going to be an interesting one to watch. We might ask, yeah, we might ask Chris Davies who the debate is on the number nine. He'll be on the show a little bit and later. Then again, and then again, Jason Horn Francis might want his own number, mightn't he? He might. Walk he might. in his, his own footsteps, so to speak. He will ask that question of Chris Davies when he joins us after four thirty. Coming Who's up next. Up, coming up after the break, the man Matt Rendell, oh. the list guru, will join us. This is uh, the run home with Kimbo on the Reach. Welcome back to the run home with Kimbo on the Roach. Kimbo's still sick. Paul Bonds are filling in for him today. The Roach is here, and it's all brought to you by Balfour's. No matter your club colours, Balfour's are for the game. Now it's time for our trade radio update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. The man himself, the list guru, Matt Rendell, is on the phone. Matt, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks very much, fellas. Yeah, you, Rich, you must be running out. There couldn't be I've any got, more co I've got no, I've got no <laughs> draft picks. Salary cap is stretched, Matt. I'm going to have to... We're heading into the rookies now, I reckon. I'm going to have to ring Stephen Wells. No offence, Paul. No, no, no that's, that's all right. That's no, all right, Matt. It's a running gag. Um, no, I've, uh, I was... I oh, was, is it? Okay. I, was, uh, I have a bit of a history with you, actually. It was a long, long time oh. ago. I was a trainer at, Wood, at uh, the Eagles when you were still there. Oh, I'll be And Kimbo was still playing, so... Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's well, a lot of small world, so it that's, is. Uh, 
That's 40, 43 mm. years ago. Unbelievable. So, so Matt, you, you've scared the AFL to the point where by <laughs> in the end they finally agreed not to block <laughs> any more trades. Um, what, what did they... I just, I, there was that many figures in it. They oh, added yeah. something in that. I can't remember what it was. Well, in the end, the Greater Western Sydney's come to the rescue of Port Adelaide. Where we're yeah, all looking did. at how they, they were going to get that first round pick to be able to but, yeah. bring one in, and then yeah. you know, so in the end, they didn't have to give up the play, which is a great result for Port. Uh, yeah. Fortunate for so, Greater yeah, Western they did Sydney. Come to the, mm. Is David well, King right? They, did is has North Melbourne dudded itself or been dudded uh, by losing got, number ones? Well, clearly who they think is number one pick or who they would take number one, they don't obviously rate it that highly that they're happy to take two and three. So um, that's a decision that we won't know till, you know, for a couple of years maybe, or maybe next year we'll be able to see who's one and who's two. Mm. Uh, I was hearing that GWS were keen on Cadman, but, uh, the key forward. I also heard North were keen on him. Well, if that's the case, North have given him given him up. So no, it's okay. We're prepared to take another pick in there, uh, and you can have Cadman if that's the case. Mm. But uh, uh, the other one, it might be Wardlaw, so they might be looking to replenish their midfield, having lost top, Hopper and Hopper today and Taranto. I know they've got a couple of young blokes here ready to go, but uh, it might be um, it might be Wardlaw, uh, who's a city boy. Uh, probably easier to climatise uh, to Sydney. He's he's uh, from Oakley, or he's an Oakley uh, player, uh, rather than Cadman from the country. Uh, I'm not sure if he's actually from Ballarat, but he plays for that team. Um, so interesting to see what happens here. And I still think they've got something up their sleeve north. So I think a few people have jumped the gun. Okay. They're not stupid. Scotty Clayton and, and yep. Brady Rawlings aren't stupid. And they get a first round next year, Port, yep. um, and other stuff for next year. So they're not they're not stupid. They know what they're doing. Um, yeah, unfortunately, they pulled the wrong rein with Horn Francis, mm. thinking that you know he was going to be a generational player for them. There didn't work out. Mm. I don't think it helped how bad a season they had, or it didn't help at all. And yep. um, and he could, and he he could get out, and he did get out, and he got back to where he probably wanted to go in the first place, no doubt. Um, so great move by Port. Um, and look, he wasn't considering what they got. So basically, they got a first round back, and a and a and a. Well, I would say they got a first round back, but they traded it, and they've got a a first round next year for a bloke they had for one year, for a player they had for one year who didn't set the world on fire. But certainly at some games early in the season, he looked like their best player. So um, I think uh, we're all getting, you know, jumping around and getting, carrying on. And uh, let's let's just call our jets and see what happens in a year's time. This time next year, let's uh, reassess. One team that doesn't have to reassess is Adelaide. They put three first-round draft picks on the table for Jason Horn Francis. Now they've got Rochelle, Jordan Dawson and Isaac Rankin. Talk about sliding door moments for Adelaide. Way to numbers. Did I they... mean, still a generational player, Horn yeah. Francis, but haven't they ended up... <clears throat> yeah, I, I forgot about the Dawson was one of those picks, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and got Rankin. So, oh, I think they'd be... Look, right here, right now, they're way ahead there. That's, that's way to numbers. Three players. Yeah. 
as against the one, no matter how good uh, Horn Francis turns out to be. You know, um, Dawson's going to be in your top five every year. Correct. Probably your, maybe your top three. Um, uh, Rankin's going to be, you know, Rankin could be anything, really. He's, a, he's got that many tricks. He, he could be anything. He could be the, nearly the best player in the competition, if he wants to be. Um, and and Rochelle, well, we got we got a snip at the first half of the year, and oh, isn't he exciting? And I imagine he'll go in the midfield as well. Uh, they'll need to keep hold of him though. There, there, there'll mm-hmm. be some clubs coming for him in in Victoria for him at the end of next year. I don't, is, did he has he resigned anything at the moment, Rochelle? Uh, I think he did one very early in the year, very very early. It, think, what uh, for four years? I think he's out to four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, they've done well to get him to that four. That's beautiful. Yeah, what's a contract, what's a a contract anyway now, Matt? If you well, get a first yeah, round exactly. to break it after one year, what value is a contract? Mm, well, that's, you know, Dunkley tried to do two. And if, if he got two years left, it doesn't often work, unless the club's happy for you to go out like, like Grundy. But if you've got one left, you're a chance to get out with one left. Yeah. Because... Um, the following year, you don't know what's going to happen, but you lose a fair bit of your currency in the trade market when you're out of contract. Oh, well, hang on. You, we've, we've, got one. we've just had the steal of the century <laughs> at Gold Coast and Geelong. Now, well, 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 yeah, because well, they had to get him out. Two then, years left. and but, but as I said, if unless the club who's got you, once yeah. you're out, they're contracted. But if, but if they want to keep you and you've got a year left, Sometimes, if you you know, if you convince them enough that, well, I'll, at the end of next year I'll be gone. Uh, maybe you get a bit more now. Yeah. You know, it's like a year before free agency. Maybe you get a bit more now than you would get at the end of next year, because um, because uh, you're you're out of contract and you lose a bit of your bargaining power. Because the the threat of preseason, going to the preseason, always sits over. Um, sits in the background of all the trades done when players are out of contract. Okay, the dominoes are falling, but there are two big ones still standing and we're almost into the last 24 hours. Mm. So we assume once Dunkley is done, the Western Bulldogs can deal for lob. How's this all going to yep. fall? Oh, I don't really know. I mean, uh, 48's gone out for... Uh, so they've still got plenty of points for their two blokes they're yes. going to get in. But, they, but if 21 goes out in their future first... Which I think it will. Um, they're going to run low on points for their two blokes now. Here's the other kicker in this. Um, so they can go into deficit for 700 points. That's okay. The deficit would be in the second and third round. So to take them way out, those their second and third rounds. So they probably wouldn't have a pick till the 50s. Um, so um, they they. Um, it, for Dunkley, losing the 21 and that future first, um, I think probably a fair deal. Um, and that 21, I think that um, Frio will want that for Lop mm. um, because they've knocked back the 30. He's contracted. So I think they'll have to deal over the 21. Um, maybe there's something that comes back to Bulldogs here somewhere. I, I, I can't quite work out what else comes back? Because they need all those picks, Brisbane. They haven't got a player going out. Um, so interesting times for them. So let's what do the other do. sliding uh, door here, Matt. Yeah. Would Port Adelaide be now grateful that Josh Dunkley said no? 
Dunkley um, or Horn Francis? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, they'd be ecstatic. But um, they've got a generational player as against Dunkley, who's 25, rising 26. Really good player. Helps them heaps. Uh, but this bloke's going to be there for 14, 15 years, yeah. Horn Francis. Yeah. And, you know, he could be the best player in the comp in three years' time. So, um, no, that's, that's a, yeah, that is a sliding door and a, and a bonus for uh, Port Adelaide. They've to, done super well, haven't they? Haven't yeah. they done super oh, well? Not, to not lose Are a player. Still, to not lose a well, player is amazing. Well, has anything happened with Radagalay yet? Uh, you would imagine 33 rolls over and that's done and dusted, I would imagine, Matt. Yeah. Like, I can't see how that becomes anything else considering what assets... And, they're, and, they've, and they've, I mean, they've, they haven't got any picks left but no. <laughs> for the next two years, but no. they've picked up three players who feel absolute needs for them. Yep. Small forward, tough on-baller and a key back. And well, didn't lose Zach Butters, forward, didn't but lose think... George Artis, didn't no. lose Dan Houston, no. didn't lose even Riley Bonner. Now you well, must you must do a, you must do a shout out to Kim Dillon because the news from Sydney is they're not interested in Matt Crouch. Oh my God! Well, you can <laughs> you can only keep you can only keep telling him. I mean, he thinks he's a genius, but he's he's a long way off it. He's stick to co-hosting and stop trying to analyse. He's ill, Matt. <laughs> Go easy. He's ill. He's on his sick bed. Oh, he's. he's he comes in at two thirty every day and finishes at six and gets home for dinner at six thirty. His, his wife cooks. He's doing it tough. <laughs> Couple of others, oh, uh, uh, Matt. Uh, what about Tom Mitchell? Is he going to get to Collingwood? I think he is. Yes, definitely. That's that's going to happen. So they're they're an interesting time, aren't they, Hawthorne? So is a mirror going out today? Ah, uh, no, that is interesting because now Fremantle's nibbling as well. I, I heard that on the way in. Uh, Tom Mitchell will definitely get to Collingwood. So that'll get done. I don't know what they've got left off the top of my head to do that deal. Uh, so that'll happen, uh, whether it's today or tomorrow, no big deal. So that means if Amira goes out and Mitchell goes out, Gunston's gone out, the only one they kept out of that uh, Clark, uh, Clarkson's group is probably Bruce. Um, Wingard, think, Impey. Wingard, Impey. Wingard's got another year to go. So what are you um, suggesting? Their managers so should Amira, get active? Amira and, their, their managers should that? get active, I, are you saying? I, I, I they should get very active. <laughs> if, if, if Amira's out with a year to go, I, was with, yeah. uh, yes. I am looking around right now. <laughs> All right, Matt. We we'll appreciate you uh, tomorrow. coming on the okay. show again, Matt. It's nice to talk to no you. Worries. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear a lot more in the next 24 hours. Thanks, Matt. Okay, thanks, fellas. See you. Thanks. Matty Rendell, the list guru. Um, well, there's a whack for Kim. Yeah, just, I just think he'll be back tomorrow now, <laughs> even if he was fit. That might fire him up, though. He might want to come back and, just and defend himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll maybe, see how he goes. That is a good strategy. All right, yeah. let's take a break. We'll be back after the break. This is The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rich. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Coming to you live from Studio Lumo SA, it's The Run Home, Kimbo and the Roots. Kimbo still sick, so Bonds is filling in for him. Roots is here, and it's all thanks to the Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel uh, in stock now. Uh, Rich, we had a text uh, during the break. 
wants to know, Jack text in, wants to know, does Jason Cripps get all the credit or do other list managers get credit too? So I don't know what was really going on around the background of all that. Clearly, Greater Western Sydney answered a need, although they got a fair benefit out of it, first round draft pick. That's pretty well how we were summing it up yesterday. It was either something came out of the Giants who were dealing with North Melbourne to split draft picks, or if that deal, one, wasn't approved by the AFL or just didn't land, well, how was Port Adelaide going to get the assets in first or second round draft picks? Now, you can understand where they wanted Carl Amon's compensation pick to be earlier than 27. So it would have been 19, you know, yep. end of first round. Yep. They could have split that for two futures yes. quite easily. And then they would have been laughing. But that didn't happen. They tried the mega deal over the weekend. The AFL said, look, the rules are the rules. We're not moving away from GWS tweaks it. Get a couple of other clubs throwing futures around the place. It's complicated as ever trying to trace all these draft picks. Correct. But in the end, everyone had what was needed by the AFL to make it happen. But if all those things didn't get approved, what what else could have they done? You would have been looking at how do you move out of play to get that valuable draft pick to close the Jason Horn francis deal. Now, thankfully for Port Adelaide, there was no George Artis needed to be put on the table. There was no Houston to satisfy West Coast. There was no... You know, Sam Powell Pepper moment all over again. There wasn't Todd Marshall, as Matt Rendell suggested, very, very little in the mm. place. So, look, it's a great result. So, clearly, Jason Cripps has worked the phone. Uh, the team at GWS, you know, with Jason McCartney there, they've worked the phone. Everyone's tried to get a win-win out of it. You would love to be the fly on the wall. There's all these deals and the phone calls and, right, Paul, you know what, I've got this, now I'll ring... Jack over there at Gold Coast, see what we can do with him, and then they'll ring Fremantle. And see, it's just become a tangled web of of dealing now, hasn't it? And, and we're I, now yeah, waiting to so. see what's going to happen with Dunkley and Lobb because one domino then sets off the other. But Correct. Brisbane don't come up with a deal. Where's Dunkley at and where's Lobb at? Well, Lobb's stuck at Fremantle. He's got a contract. What's Dunkley do? Correct. Does he go back to the Western Bulldogs and say, just give me a one-year contract surely, and we'll surely see not. what happens? Surely not. It's, it's going to be a very interesting 24 hours. One more text before we go to a break. Uh, Rich, clubs like GWS are set to fail. Mm. They need salary cap concessions rather than draft picks. A larger salary cap enable, enables them to retain players by paying them overs rather than constantly topping up with draft picks. That's uh, Phil. Thanks for your text, Phil. And yet at the other extreme, we've got a Geelong who seems to manage the salary cap in such a different way that they draw players, not alone retain but draw it's a fascinating question for me as to why it works so well at Sydney that has built this strong bond in its players and yet GWS is a constant revolving door same city I understand it's a huge city different parameters of what Sydney is to Western City I get all that but someone still needs to explain to me what is the difference between Sydney and Greater Western Sydney in retaining players All right, we'll take another break. Coming up in the show, we'll speak to Chris Davies from the Port Adelaide Footy Club and Isaac Rankin, the man himself, will be on later on. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. It's The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. 
Paul Wands are filling in today for Kimbo. Still unwell, so get better, Kimbo. And we're here live in Studio Lumo SA. Roach, what do you got? Paul, the trade period ends at 7pm tomorrow and then we'll get everyone doing grades. Who won, who lost, who scored best. David King's already made a call. Jason Cripps and Port Adelaide, they've, they've won the draft. They've won the trade period already, Ralphie, in my view, to land Horn Francis and not pay a massive price. June Rioli, a specialist half forward. They're hard to find and they have a big impact on your football club. OK, they've lost a few future picks or gone backwards of uh, some spots, but that, that's an outstanding effort. So it gives them a chance next year to win the flag. And I think this is why there's an urgency there. Boak 34, Dixon 32, Jonas and, and Lysette are 30-plus as well. So they're, they're for the now. They've nearly said, OK, we've got to fast-track the next wave coming through. So you bracket, you bracket Horn Francis with Butters, Rosie and Marshall and these guys as the next wave, but it's now for Port. This is Ken Inkley's flag opportunity right here, right now in 2023. No pressure, Paul. No pressure at all. Does it actually... Put pressure on the playing group, comments like that. And like the season hasn't even started, but it's going to be building for the next three or four months. I would have thought they were under their own pressure considering they've got to win three flags in three years by their own their own expectations. <laughs> I don't think you can put any more pressure on that, can you? Yeah. It's, Probably uh, not. Uh, but it's, it might be great for them to have that pressure as, hovering around them. As the great Neil Curley used to say, builds diamonds. It does. So we'll see what what we get at Port Adelaide next year. But David King's made the call. Port Adelaide, winners of the trade period. we got to go to the news, Roach. Uh, we'll be back and later in the show, Chris Davies and Isaac Rankin. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.